We are so excited that this latest message from Truth Movement Church can meet you where you are today. This message from TMC will help you to apply the truth of God's word to your everyday life. It's practical and powerful. Enjoy his word. Well, I'm so grateful that I get to stand before you all today again. Um, I, and it shouldn't, if you were here last week, it shouldn't come as a surprise because you know we, we left some stuff unfinished. You know that we were talking, amen. You know that we were talking about, um, well, what we've been in is our series, um, God's Lifestyle Brand, and we've talked about being a brand ambassador, and we've talked about holiness, and I can't say that we ever stopped talking about either. They kind of have been flowing through all of the word um, that he's given, but last week especially, we were talking about doing it for the culture. And um, I'm not going to do a recap of that. We have a podcast for that. However, I will say that um, when we do it for the culture, we are saying that we are willing to forsake the culture that is in front of us, the norms that are in front of us, and do it for God's culture instead. Amen. So we went into the book of Colossians, um, and we're going to go back there today, chapter 3. And we, I, I read a lot of verses for you. There was a bit of scripture overload, but we, 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 get, we got through it. And um, specifically, we focused on the, um, the last few scriptures. So it was Colossians chapter 3, verses 1 through 15, but we focused in on like verses 13 through 15. And we started learning about the um, attire that we're supposed to put on when we're doing it for the culture. So last week, we learned about putting on compassion, Right. We learned about putting on kindness and we learned about putting on humility. So it was Rahamim, sound familiar, and Hesed and Anava. We learned all that last week. How was it? I'll just take a pause so you can you how was it putting it on last week? It was good? Okay, well, I, what I found is that whenever you, in, you make an intention and you purpose your mind to do something that it always it, it doesn't come without buffering. Right. So. Um, Every Sunday, our family, we just started doing this, but we will pray Sunday night, and we will set an int- together, and we'll set an in- intention for the week. And we say, like, whatever your intention is, make sure that you are intentional about your intention that you set. So I, my prayer was, God, I want to make sure I put on Rahamim, and I want to put on Hesed, and I want to put on Anava every day this week. And when you say that, I don't know about you, but there were some days I put on Rahamim, my compassion, and then I realized that somehow it was slipping or hanging off somewhere, and I had to kind of pick it back up, um, but it was good. So we're going to give you some more things today that you can put on, that you should put on as we, as we seek to do it for the culture. Amen? So I'm going to read verses um, 12 through 14. That's what it is. That's our focus area. So Colossians chapter 3 verse 12 through 14. Therefore, as God's chosen people, holy and dearly loved, clothe yourselves with compassion, kindness, humility, gentleness, and patience. Bear with each other and forgive one another if any of you has a grievance against someone. Forgive as the Lord forgave you, and over all these virtues put on love, which binds them all together in perfect unity. So picking up where we left off last week, the next thing that we're going to put on today is gentleness. I put on gentleness. Um, 
we're gonna we're gonna go into the Greek this week. So we were in um, we were in the Hebrew Anava Hesed Rahamim um, last week. But what was really interesting in digging into this um, this scripture, chapter three specifically of Colossians, is that the Apostle Paul was speaking to a group of people who were a mixed group. So some people in the group were Gentiles, Greek speaking, some people were um, Jewish, Hebrew speaking. And so I thought it would be cool if we kind of switch in and out of the different dialects of the people. So you can also walk away today saying that not only does TMC teach you the word of God, we also are helping you to be more cultured. Amen. So check. Um, I put on gentleness. Gentleness in the Greek, the word for that is prautes. Prautes. Um, and it's funny because when, when I, again, I have an initial reaction to what God says in his word, when I initially think of gentleness, and maybe you do too, I think about being um, soft. I think about handling something with care. I think about um, quilted northern, right? I think about <laughs> tissue. I think of like gentleness in that way. Um, and there's some relevance to this, but prautes actually um, means controlled strength, or power under control, right? I thought that was really good. So controlled strength or power under control, that is what prautes means. It's, um, as you dig into it a little bit more, it means one example they gave was the ability to control the power of wind from becoming a storm. Someone who controls their power rather than abuses it. It's like divine discretion, it's spiritual agility. And I thought that was really powerful when we start to talk about what we put on as we're doing it for the culture, because I have to put on this prau test because I have to be able to rise to the moment, whatever the moment may be. And God was telling me that this brand that we're talking about, his brand, who he is, he's a weighty God. It's a, it's a mighty brand. It's a big brand. Um, but we have to be able to so control it in a way that we can make sure that we're accomplishing what we want to accomplish, right? So before I ramble, let me just give you the notes and that'll make it easier. He explained to me that our Savior, Jesus, who we've talked about today and sang to today, um, he himself is lion and lamb, right? So he has this ability to go in and out. He has this ability to be the lion of Judah, but then the lamb that was taken before to be slaughtered to the cross. He has the ability to um, say, let the little children come to me so I can place my hands on them. But he also is the same Jesus that will go take them same hands and flip over a table in the temple because it was turned into a marketplace. And he said, y'all not gonna do this in my father's house. He flipped over the table, right? So he, is, he, he has, and we talk about wanting to be like God, he has this ability to be so bountiful and so potent but know when to control that strength. As God was talking to, to me about it more, I was asking him, so why is it so important? I mean, this is, this is good teaching, but when we think about doing it for the culture and being a part of God's lifestyle brand, why is it so important that we are able to hone in on this, this ability to be gentle and to have controlled strength? And the answer that he gave me is, because if we cannot control the power that comes with this brand, we will cause more to flee than we will ever be able to draw. 
I'll say it again because it was one of my notes, and it's good and it's bolded. If we cannot control the power that comes with this brand, we will cause more to flee than we will ever be able to draw. And at this point, and I don't know how y'all do study time. I'm, just because I'm speaking don't mean that my study time is just so whatever. I mean, our study time may be the same. But when I'm studying the word of God, he'll speak to me. I'll write a note. And then sometimes he'll take me to Google. So this is a Google moment. So he took me to Google, and he had me to start um, researching or looking um, into horsepower versus torque. And I had to go to Google because as he was saying those words, I was like, you're losing me. You're losing me. You're losing the patient. I don't know what you're talking about. Um, but when I went to Google and learned more, he, um, was, it was explaining that horsepower is the power or speed produced by an engine. Somebody's with me. Somebody knows this. Okay. Torque is how that power or speed is expressed or applied. It is the rotation of twisting of that force. So I'm like still a little bit at a loss and I, I, it, it's coming together. But the example that Google gave that was really good was that in a race car, all the torque is used for speed. It takes the horsepower and it twists it to be primarily used for speed. A tractor trailer, or a tractor, excuse me, can have the same horsepower, the same power, the same speed, but the torque twisted to now be used for the purposes of heavy lifting, pushing, and pulling. That visual is what happens when we put on gentleness. That is when we know that this brand that we're rocking, this, this culture that we're doing it for, it is a mighty big brand. But I'm going to have to be able to, with the help of God's Holy Spirit in me, know how to adjust the torque and how to make sure that I'm not speeding through versus pushing or pulling, that I have that spiritual flex, flexibility and agility to be able to adjust for the moment or for the circumstance at hand. And I'm spending some time here, but this is how he spent it with me, right? Um, of course, we cannot demonstrate this, this um, controlled strength, this gentleness without the Holy Spirit. And he told me that good brand ambassadors know their audience. They have a diverse temperament. And they know when to exert gentleness. It put me in the mind of like um, X-Men. Um, there's like a, I don't know the name of the movie, but there, there's so many X-Men. But there was one where they were younger and they were like learning their powers. And they had, say it again? First class, thank you. Thank you, babe. First class. Um, but in that, sometimes they would go too much and they had to pull it back. Hopefully this is resonating with you because as we talk about going out into the world and actually doing this thing for the culture, doing it for the culture and doing this thing for God, we are going to have to be able to know when to pull it back. We're going to have to be able to know who our audience is. So he gave me the example like if we're dealing with somebody who is new to God's lifestyle brand, who is not, maybe doesn't even know the brand, the way I handle that person is going to look differently than the way I might handle someone who has been a part of the brand or someone who is a brand ambassador. Now I can go from big to even small in your home. The way that you handle an adult is going to look different than the way that you handle your child because you put on gentleness and you put on the ability to be able to know when to control your strength. 
know when to apply the right force. That's good? Okay. So I put on gentleness. Um, the second thing, at least for today, um, that I put on is patience. And this is where the <laughs> this is where we lose the crowd. I put on patience. Patience is hupomone in the Greek. Hupomone, patience. Patience is the ability to um, endure or remain under. So again, I, what I have loved about this teaching as God is breaking apart these words for us is that you often think of patience and you think about what it takes to go to the DMV, get your driver's license, stand in line or, stand, or sit in a drive-through, like that kind of patience. And it is that to a degree, but it's so much deeper when we're talking about doing it for the culture. It is this ability to be able to stand under, to remain, specifically remain tied to the brand specifically be able to stand and do it for the culture as life's trials are coming. This may not be the most exciting thing to talk about this morning, but it's definitely necessary because if we don't put on patience every day, we are gonna continue to show up as inconsistent brand ambassadors. Why? Because I put on my patience this morning or I decide that I wanna do this for the brand and I wanna do it for the culture, but because I did not put on my patience this morning, life happened, someone did something, a very real thing happened in my life. I'm not saying that there are not true life circumstances that happen, but when that happens, I don't have the ability to endure or to remain under it, and so now I take off the brand. Now I am an inconsistent um, representation of the brand because I didn't put on patience today to be able to stand under. Um, the note that I have for you is you cannot do it for the culture with any level of consistency if you don't put on patience. If you don't put on patience, you will continue to default to the other culture that's in front of you. I spent time with this. God spent time with, with me on this. I think I liked last week's better, um, personally. Um, not because I'm just a rock star and all those things that he was talking about, but this is where he spent time with me. I realized, okay, this is, this, this is the stuff that makes this, this difficult, right? Because even compassion, you know, I didn't know Rahamim and I didn't know all those things, and, but it, that was still, it still felt like good, like, you know, but this is where, for me, I felt like, okay, this, this, this is the part where if we don't get this right, all of what we've talked about for the last six or seven weeks will be for naught. So I put on patience, which is the ability to remain under, to be able to stand. Um, he took me to also Galatians 6 and 9, and you don't have to go there. But Galatians 6 and 9 says, let us not become weary in doing good, for at the proper time we will reap a harvest if we do not give up. That scripture is not just there as an um, add-on to the Bible. There's a reason why he's having to tell you, don't weary in well-doing, because living out this lifestyle brand, it's a marathon. And this is something that, again, he was talking to me like I'm talking to y'all. This is all cute, and this is good. 
and we like hashtag living on brand and hashtag don't put on you know the Nike socks with the Adidas and all the like all the fun stuff we've gotten from the from this teaching. But this is the part where it gets for real. Like I'm telling you that this brand that we're talking about living on, this is your brand until you're not here anymore. And because there is such a long shelf life on having to live on brand, you need to understand you're going to have to put on gentleness so you can control the strength of this brand, and you're going to have to put on patience so that you yourself can remain and stay under as life happens and tries to pull you away from doing it for the culture. And I don't mean just like something extreme. I mean like... I don't know about you guys. I, I come up here, I'm very transparent, forgive me. But like from Sunday to Monday, life happens. And everything that felt so good on Sunday just is a little, is a little less potent on Monday. Like all the strength of like, not just if I'm speaking, especially. I mean, I don't speak as much. If this is, by the way, if this is your first time visiting, this is our pastor, Pastor Wanzel. Um, But when Pastor Wanzel is speaking, like everything that he says is just like, you're, you just feel like this roar on Sunday. And then Monday comes. And sometimes something bad happens Monday, but sometimes it's just like the Mondays. It's just like the, the, the typical day-to-day -day stuff that comes in, the practices, the work, the schedule, the emails, the whatever it is. And it makes staying on brand difficult. He's telling us here in this moment, I already know that's going to happen. So please make sure that you put on patience every day. Not so that you can do well when you're standing waiting to get your driver's license. Not patience waiting for, you know, a phone call. I mean patience like the ability to be able to endure when life comes. Be intentional about your patience and put it on every day. Amen? I actually won't be before you long, I don't believe, because the third and final thing that we're going to put on, although we're going to spend some time here, so we're going to spend a little time, so, you know. The third and final thing that we're going to put on is forgiveness. And you can see why we're going to spend a little bit of time here. Forgiveness in the Greek is aphesis. Aphesis. So I put on my gentleness. I put on my patience. With everything else we already put on last week. And every day I put on aphesis, forgiveness. Forgiveness is letting go, releasing, pardoning someone from their debt to you. I'm going to spend some time here. We have to spend some time here. I'm going to do y'all like God did me because we spent some time here. And here's why. Um, as soon as he started talking, first of all, when I read it last week, I was like, trying to read, you know, trying to read something really fast, like, and forget his grievances with those. <laughs> trying to read past it really fast. Um, but he, he, he brought it back and said, okay, we're going to park here for a minute. And as we were talking about forgiveness, I thought about the show. I might take some of y'all back. Some of y'all weren't here to be able to go back. But um, the late 90s, there was a show called Forgive and Forget. Y'all remember that show? It was hosted by Mother Love. Yes, Mother Love. Um, first it was hosted by Mother Love, and then um, after that she was like recast, and it was like Robin Gibbons. But anyway, 
the purpose of the show, <laughs> Forgive or Forget, the premise of it was that there was someone who wronged someone, who hurt them, who offended them, and they came on the show to talk to Mother Love. Mother Love, right. And kind of like go into her bosom, you know, and, and just basically lay out what they did to this person. And the person who they offended or they hurt was um, within earshot in the studio, and they could hear the person just basically pour out their heart and say, I'm so sorry, and want to make amends. And what happened in the show was after the person who did the offense poured out their heart, then there was this big door. And if the person who was listening decided that they wanted to forgive you, they you'd open the big door, like that was like the climax of the show, and the person would be there. And you would immediately like hug usually, and um, it would be a, mo a time of, of reconciliation that would happen. Um, inversely, you could do all this crying and pouring out, and you could open the big door, and it would be nobody. And typically in those instances, you go back to Mother Love's bosom, and she would just kind of counsel you, you know, and she would tell you it's okay, you know, at least you, you got it out, and the person didn't choose to come, and that's okay. Um, but when he was talking to me about that, he was telling me that, that we, as people, and even as believers, we tend to be the person on the door, the other side of the door, in the studio with an earshot. And by that, I mean we have this idea that forgiveness is an option, right? Like if the moment um, lends itself to me to forgive, I will. Or if I feel like you express enough um, remorse, then I will. If I feel like you are worthy of me coming to the door, then I will. But if I don't inversely feel like you're worthy, you express enough remorse, or that the moment lends itself to me to forgive, I leave the door empty. As brand ambassadors, as those of us who are called to live according to God's lifestyle brand, as those of us who are doing it for the culture, we don't have the option to leave the door empty. This is where it hurts. And I'm gonna give you a moment to take it in because I had to take it in um, when he told me that forgiveness is not an option. He likened it to that kindness, that hesed that we talked about last week where we were saying, I don't, I'm not kind to you because you're deserving of it because you, you should have my kindness. I'm kind to you because I'm doing it for the culture. And actually by me being kind to you, this is a complete um, anom anomaly because you actually don't, you actually do not deserve kindness. And other people aren't kind to you as well because you're not a person who usually warrants kindness because you're just not a good person. When I'm doing it for the culture, I have to be kind to you and I have to not injure you, and I have to not distress you, and I have to not kill your character. That like, ugh, moment last week, is the, this is the ugh, moment this week. That when I'm doing it for the culture, I have to forgive. Here are the notes, and this will help, okay? 
I do it because I cannot be bound by the grievance. And I choose to forgive you because I have been forgiven. I do it because I can't be bound by the grievance. And I choose to forgive you because I have been forgiven. So he kept talking to me, and I was just like y'all, like, okay, move on to the next thing you want to talk about. He's like, no, I have to stay here with you. Um, he started telling me that you think that you're un- so unforgiving. So not forgiving creates an emotion, right? Even if you tell yourself, I'm good, I'm there, I, I don't care, you do care, you're not good. Um, and even if the emotion is packed way far in the back, it's there. Um, and he was telling me that we think that we can target our emotional bullets and not, like, I can aim it. And therefore, by me aiming it and targeting it, it's not going to inflict or afflict or hurt anyone else. So because my offense is with Wanzel, I just keep it right here. And my offense with Wanzel is not going to impact my relationship with Cody because I have an issue with Wanzel, and that's where the bullets are aimed. But what he explained to me is that it doesn't work like that because when you talk about your heart space and your capacity and your ability to extend love and your ability to um, put on Rahamim and your ability to put on Hesed and all of that, it is bound up whenever you have grievance with even just one person. So I was, I, I, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't necessarily believe that. You know, I'm like, I don't think that's the case. I think that, I think that if I have an issue with one person, it doesn't necessarily make me, render me unable to be the believer and the brand ambassador and do it for the culture because it's just very focused. And what he told me, and I'm going to tell you, is it's not as focused as you think it is. And it's, it's, it doesn't work like that. So while you are hearing and coming to, the, coming to this space and you're hearing the truth and you are in all respects excited about activating on all of this stuff, I'm telling you right now that if you don't figure out or not figure out, listen up for what's being said, you're going to miss all of it because you are going to be, continue to be in a place of bondage because of your inability or refusal to forgive. So as much as you say, I'm going to be intentional and I'm going to put on my compassion and I'm going to put on my gentleness and I'm going to be holy because God is holy and I'm going to do all of these things I'm learning. He's telling you right now, this is where the buck stops. This is where it's going to be an issue for you because you are forever going to be ineffective and be able to do all these other things because of this thing, which is, the, which is choosing to not forgive. He said, it is, import- it is important to note that some of the people who you refuse to forgive will never have the capacity to know how they have hurt you. It is important to note that some of the people who you refuse to forgive will never have the capacity to know how they hurt you. Why is that important? Because... You're going to continue to wait for something 
that's not coming. Because they don't have the, they don't even have the capacity to know that they hurt you. Somebody said, that's a lie. Let me tell you, it's not a lie. Somebody said, that's a lie because they know they did it. They know they said it. They know they didn't do it. They know they didn't say it. That's true. But they don't have the capacity to know the impact. They know exactly what they did. But they don't have the capacity to know how it has impacted you, how it has impacted your life. And you're waiting for them to come to a place that they're not ever going to get to. The best example he gave me in scripture was, um, is Luke chapter 23, verse 34. You don't have to go there, but Luke chapter 23, verse 34. And this is when our Savior, Jesus, was going to the cross. And the people started to divide up his clothes. Like, I thought about that. I'm like, wow. <laughs> like, this is a huge moment. <laughs> and, like, they're just, like, dividing up his clothes. Like, I'm going to get this, and you take this. And people being people, right? So they were doing that. And Jesus said to the Father, forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. And they divided up his clothes by casting lots circle here. Forgive them, for they do not know what they are doing. Jesus wasn't saying that they didn't know that they were dividing up the clothes. They knew what they were doing. What he was saying was they don't have the ability, capacity, fortitude, like mental strength to be able to know that by them doing this, that they are trying to anyway. We know he gave up his life, but they're trying to murder the savior of the world. They don't have the ability they don't have the capacity to know what they're really doing. So take it from like 3,000 feet to your feet. They don't know. Yes, they know they hurt you, but they don't know that it has caused you so much damage. They don't know that it causes your pillows to stream, your, you know, tears to stream down your pillow. They don't know that it has blocked you in such a way that you can't be the father that you want to be because of how they were to you. They don't know that. And because they don't know that, I need you to go ahead and just forgive them. In the absence of their knowing, I need you just to forgive them. And I need you to forgive them, not because you want to, not because it feels good, but because you're doing it for the culture. And this is the part where you're wondering if you want to do it for the culture still, right? You're now, now you're rethinking it. But this is good. I did too. I started, you know, I started rethinking this whole pop-up series. <laughs> it's like, you know, just let's not. Um, but this is good because this is where it starts to be, um, to be meaty and to be, a, it's a decision point. So you have to forgive them because you, they don't have the capacity to know that they've hurt you. The other thing is, and this is where he just ministered to me. I can't say anything other than he just ministered to me. It is important to know that, they, that some people do not have the ability to ask for forgiveness. Some people don't have the capacity. Some people don't have the ability. And he started talking to me about, um, I've said this before. I'm going to say it today. I'm going to. But my, my father, I said this already, was murdered when I was 13. So most people in this church know this. Um, my daughter is actually 13. So, like, I look at her, and I think, like, you know, in 10 years ago when I was her age, 
Um, <laughs> I think, you know, when I was her age that this very devastating thing happened to me. And he was, um, he lived in Detroit. We lived here, my parents were divorced, another part of my story, but um, he lived in Detroit. And it's, Detroit's like a high crime city. And so I just think it was one of those things that police came and did what they needed to do, you know, do the you know, swab the area, whatever. But they never found out who did it, or they didn't tell us anyway. Um, and I think to myself that even if the, the people who, um, they know that they murdered my father, but I don't even know if they knew he had kids, right? So I don't even know if they knew, like, if even if they have, like, Maybe they're dead. I don't know. Maybe they're in prison. That'd be good. Maybe they're restored and they have now found God for themselves. I don't know. But they don't even. They might not even know that he had kids to be able to go back to those kids and say I'm sorry. So like that's where it's like the person that you may be holding this unforgiveness to, they might not even have the ability to like even know to go on forgive or forget and talk to mother love and tell her that they're sorry. Some people who you are holding this, this grievance against, they're not here anymore and you know that. They're gone, they're deceased. They definitely don't have the ability to apologize to you or to make amends. So that's why you have to choose to forgive anyway. And not because it feels right, not because culturally speaking, that's, a, that's what you do, but because you're doing it for the culture. So you're choosing to forgive. Okay. I told y'all I was going to spend time here. Don't rush me. We're spending time here because just like holiness is a pillar of the brand, so is forgiveness. Our, our, our brand symbol is an empty cross. It's a cross that's empty because that is like the symbol of redemption and forgiveness. So if you continue to choose to struggle with forgiveness, it's going to be really difficult to be an ambassador of a brand that is built on forgiveness. And I believe that's why we're spending so much time here, because if I, I, I know for me, I feel like I am a good believer. I'm a good, I like, you know, I was a person who needed like a gold star, you know, gold star, good believer. But God told me that if you are a believer who is harboring unforgiveness, there's not a gold star. Because that is one of the pillars of the brand, forgiveness. Because I forgave you, and I continue to forgive you, I continue to extend grace to you, you are called, as you're doing it for the culture, to do the same thing. Um, to forgive is not to forget, though. So the show was a little bit off. You know, even if I came through the door, I'm not going to forget. You know what I mean? Um, so to forgive is not to forget. God told me, and this made me feel like, okay, I can do this. I can do this. The human brain stores memories. 
That is, that is, that just is. So whoever told you that, if you're still thinking about that, or if you still remember that from back when, you'd haven't really forgiven. No, no, I, I have a brain. Like that's how the brain works. It stores memories. Just like I remember three times three is nine. <laughs> Just like I remember those things. I remember what happened to me in life. So to forgive is not to forget. Breathe. All it is saying, and it's a big all, is to forgive is to release someone from the obligation to give you something back. Whether it's an apology, um, to forgive is to really release expectations on that person. Expectations of an apology, expectations that they're going to be something other than who they are. When I forgive you, I release the expectation. So now, when you come in the room, I don't have that, like, pit, like, feeling in my stomach. Y'all get that? You've gotten that. You've gotten it. Like, where it's like, we're not cool, but y'all still cool people I'm cool with. Like, I still see you. Or, like, you know, we we work together still, so I don't really have an option but to still see you. But, like, we're not cool. Um, When I forgive you, I can still see you, and I don't have that that pit, that feeling anymore, because I have released expectations. That, that, that feeling that you get in your stomach is expectation. It's anxiety around expectation and the fact that they haven't apologized yet. They haven't even acknowledged it yet. Like, that's the expectation. Like, I'm, at least if you don't apologize, can I get real? I'm talking to y'all. Can I, like, at least if you don't apologize, at least acknowledge that you did it. You don't have to apologize, but at least acknowledge it, and then that get like, we, you meet me somewhere. There are some people who will never acknowledge, they will never apologize, and when I forgive you, I release expectation that you ever will. And then that way, I can see you, and I can be free, because I've freed you from the need to even do it. And if you do it one day, that's great, and if you never do it, you're free from that. Amen? Um... I, I wanted to um, make sure that in my last go of this, this forgiveness, um, that we really understood that if you walk out of this room today and you say, well, first of all, you're going to put on gentleness, that controlled strength, and the Holy Spirit's going to help you do that. You're going to put on patience so you can remain under but especially this forgiveness thing right here. Like if you choose not to do that, you are disabling your ability to express all parts of the brand, specifically prayer. So like where is she going with this? Well, like five weeks ago, we talked about how being a brand ambassador, one of my primary roles and functions is prayer. It's to pray. Um, and if I don't release people of the expectation to be different, do different, apologize, whatever it is, I can't really pray for that person. Yeah. And I'm going to save you from your fake prayers because I have heard that you're supposed to bless those who persecute you. You know what the scripture is? It's Matthew 5, 44. It says, but I tell you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you. I've heard that I said, I'm going to pray for them. And it says, sounds something like this. Lord, let them get right. <laughs> Lord, let them get right. 
because clearly they don't know you. Because if they knew you, they wouldn't do me like this. But since they don't know you, you got to be with them. Meet them at their point of need. Or if you don't put that many words, so it was just like, pray for God, be with them. God help them. But when I'm talking about doing it for the culture and being a brand ambassador and living on God's lifestyle brand, there are very specific prayers that I need to be praying for those who have hurt me. And I can't do that if I'm still holding the unforgiveness. I'm supposed to actually, God, guys, this is going to get so hard. I'm supposed to actually be able to show Rahamim and compassion to my enemies and to those who have hurt me. And I can't really do that well if I haven't forgiven. Here's a real life example. So I know someone, I know someone who because of lifestyle choice, because of addiction, they don't have the ability to give me what I think I should get, right? And I didn't think that I had any type of unforgiveness or grievance against this person, but as I was um, going through this, as God was taking me through this, I realized that I do not, I have struggled with forgiving them for choosing a lifestyle that makes there be distance between me and them. Are y'all following me? So I realized that I haven't really forgiven them. And so when I am called to show compassion to this person, I glitch and I struggle because I'm still holding on to like this. Like I'm going to do it, maybe, but it's going to be hard because I still have this expectation. And when you actually forgive, you are actually positioned to be able to display in a very grand way the compassion for that person, the prayers for that person. My prayers for that person have been diluted, very watered down because I've been holding on to that. But now, and I'm only like, 12 hours clean, but now that I ha have forgiven them, I, even this morning, my prayer was different. My prayer, all of a sudden, I have tears streaming down my eyes, and I'm actually, like, I could feel the person's heartbeat, you know? Like, I could feel, like, I could, I could feel their pulse, and I could pray, you know, for, for how lost they are, and it was just different. I'm saying to you that I, I, I want to be, um, this is a very vulnerable spot, right? I want to be not just a believer. I want to be an ambassador for this brand. And I want to do it for the culture. And I want to do it. Even when that makes me uncomfortable, I want to do that. And I really encourage you to let this not just be a word that you heard on Sunday morning, but to really let God in and let him, let him truly help you put on this stuff. 
because it sounds good, like on a Sunday morning, you know, this compassion and kindness and humility and gentleness and patience and forgiveness. It sounds good on a Sunday morning, but when you actually have to start to live this out, it is hard. So the prayer is not, God, let me um, listen to the word on Sunday. The prayer is, God, please meet me exactly where I'm at because you know that I want to do this for you. And you know all the pain points. And you know, God, that I don't have the ability to do this without you. Thank you for streaming the latest message from Truth Movement Church. We pray that you found something in God's word that you can deposit into your heart for future use. To stay connected with our ministry, like us on Facebook or Instagram, or learn more about us by visiting www.truthmovementchurch.org.